There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Your weekend home for all things sport. This is The Grill on Dubai Eye 103.8. Live from Barasti. Here's Tom Urquhart. Indeed it is. It is The Grill live here from Barasti. It's our last show indoors. This time next week we'll be applying the sun factor as we take our place up uh, in the garden, uh, the rooftop garden down here at Barasti. But for now we're in the... Um, comfort, I should say, of the air-conditioned interiors uh, down here at Barasti where the game is very much on. What have we got coming up for you over the next three hours? Uh, well, we will have European qualifiers, news, uh, action and kickoffs whilst we are on air. We'll have the latest from India against South Africa in the second of the test matches between those two nations, which again has resulted in a run-fest. Rugby World Cup. Should have been three games today. There is one. It's underway and it's live down here at Barasti on the big screen and on a number of their 20 plus screens around the venue. Italian Open, massive payday down at the Italian Open. We'll have details uh, ahead of round three at the Italian Open. Uh, Masters tennis down in Shanghai. A couple of the big guns uh, falling in the last 24 hours. How does that leave the draw? We will report on that. And talking of all things Japan, where uh, the weather has um, had its pay on, the, uh, on several uh, of the games of rugby to be played this weekend, it's also causing problems on the Grand Prix circuit at Suzuka. We'll get updates ahead of pole qualification if that goes ahead, all weather permitting at present. There's a small matter of a grand final, Super League grand final, something of a David versus Goliath later this evening. Plus, world records in the uh, marathon have been falling in the last few moments. We'll give you details on that. We'll get the latest from the Arabian Gulf Cup. Uh, the NFL is celebrating week six with the Belter. Our Friday night football report on that and tell you what you can expect throughout the rest of the weekend, plus NBA playoffs, uh, news from hockey. Uh, there is also plenty of local sport to talk about, uh, guests and more, so please do make your way down to Barasti. If you are here or there or anywhere near, then do come on down and be part of proceedings. If you can't make it down here, keep it locked here on Dubai I 103.8. We'll keep you up to date with all of the points, all of the scores, all of the stories as and when they happen, or of course, follow us online. Each of the fellas, the grill panellists, will be providing their handles uh, throughout the course of the afternoon, but you can get in touch with us at Dubai I 103.8 FM, at Dubai I Sport, or, or have your say at Barasti Beach. This is The Grill, live from Barasti till 6. You're listening to The Grill. Join the conversation. Text 4001 or message us for free on the Dubai I 103.8 app. Right, we are. Uh, absolute pleasure to have not one, not two, not three, but four grill panellists uh, for your uh, entertainment and education throughout the course of the next three hours. Uh, each and all will be adding their weight when it comes to all things sport. Uh, Mark Archer is alongside me. Archie, a significant day of rugby for you at the Rugby World Cup. Well, it was going to be, wasn't it, before weather uh, super typhoon Hegebus uh, has caused all sorts of havoc and disruption to the Rugby World Cup, but one very important match underway Two matches also cancelled. Cancellations in England, France and New Zealand, Italy. We've known about them for a few days. It's unfortunate, but those uh, teams, England, France and New Zealand, will now move through to the quarterfinals next week. But massive match underway at the moment, Tom. It's Ireland versus Samoa. I Ireland, of course, upset by host Japan earlier in the tournament. Samoa playing for pride. And I can tell you that Ireland, who need to win today to guarantee a quarterfinal spot, they need a bonus point victory that will guarantee them into the quarterfinals. Well, they've started with a stormer. 
they're after after 17 minutes, they're 14-0 up. So they need to score four tries. They've scored two of them already, and it's the front rowers doing the damage. Captain Rory Best went over from a driving more from a line-out after three minutes. That was converted by Johnny Sexton. 7-0 was the score. And then their big tight head prop, Tag Furlon, bustled his way over from uh, close range. It was converted also by Sexton. So 14-0. Ireland needs some more. They've done half the work already. They've got two of the four tries they need. A win today will uh, take them into the quarterfinals. But so much drama to talk about, Tom. So much weather to talk about, which you know is one of my favourite subjects. And, uh, yeah, it's just such a shame for the tournament. The weather, Super Typhoon Hagibus has played its part in the, in the 2019 Rugby World Cup. We will continue those debates throughout the course of... That's why I've leaned heavily uh, on uh, a former griller, who will, of course, be returning to the fold, uh, but also a former rugby uh, broadcaster and journalist who uh, brings all of his expertise to the fold. Uh, Toby Gregory is alongside us, TG. Um, uh, let's just talk Ireland very quickly if we can, because obviously we're going to delve into all sorts of subjects. Thank, first and foremost, thanks for being with us. Ireland, though, flat to deceive in this tournament thus far. Look, most of the teams have. You look at England, you look at Australia, most have been asleep in these early pool games. They've been surprised, caught off guard by these so-called two-tier nations, and they paid the price. You know, if, England, if Ireland performed better earlier, they wouldn't be having to score four tries in this match. We'll have more from Tobes, we'll have more from Arch. We're also going to be having uh, more from Ross Crest, who's alongside us. Obviously, we'll talk all things uh, NFL a little later on. Friday night football, did that throw up another classic? Yeah, Thursday night football, well, it was a blowout. The New England Patriots got to 6-0. No big surprise there. Tom Brady and company getting it done at Foxborough at Gillette Stadium against the New York Giants. New York Giants going with a rookie QB, benching Eli Manning, but they could only get 14 points on the board against Tom Brady and company. The Patriots Patriots forced four turnovers in this game. The Patriots are ramping it up for another Super Bowl run. We say year after year, I'm talking to you here at week six. I'm telling you now, look for the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. They are so darn good. Uh, we'll have more on that throughout the course of the show. And, of course, we'll talk football as well. All sorts of intrigue. The storylines are plenty, uh, including uh, record hauls of goals. There are World Cup qualifiers here in the region, European qualifiers over in Europe at the moment, all sorts of international friendlies as well. And a few familiar faces in town at present. Talking of familiar faces, uh, one man who will be running the line on all things football for us this afternoon and a bit of cricket as well later it is Armand Monty our resident stato good to have you on board Monty good afternoon Tom good afternoon everyone thank you for having me on the grill this afternoon uh, yes I've been following a bit of European football uh, uh, I mean cons consider the fact that the uh, the league in Europe has taken a break and it's interesting to see some some great games that took place last night including England's defeat to the Czech Republic a shocking one uh, we'll talk more on that a bit later. And we will be talking about some records that Virat Kohli has broken yesterday. His 254 not out versus South Africa. Fantastic uh, innings by Virat Kohli. Yeah. Records for Kohli, records potentially for Cristiano Ronaldo. Could be a record score here for Ireland as well. Mark Archer. Yeah, Ireland who need four tries today to move to the quarterfinals have just scored their third through fly half, Johnny Sexton. Good move by the uh, Irish team on the open side. They created space, a couple of sharp offloads, and Johnny Sexton's gone over, and it means that Ireland now lead 19 points to nil. There's only 20 minutes gone on the match, and I dare say that uh, Sexton will be lining up the conversion very shortly as well from a pretty handy position. So Ireland dominating uh, Samoa. Samoa, though, did have an early yellow card to Lamb, who it was a high, dangerous tackle, um, a shot to the um, Irish player, which means they're down to 14 men, and Ireland have really capitalised. So they've scored three of the four tries they require. I dare say they've got one foot in next week's quarterfinals. Right, a few 
things I need to get off my chest if I can before we can move on all things sport. Uh, first and foremost, um, I dropped him a text message a little earlier on this afternoon uh, and asked if he wouldn't mind coming over and helping out with the European qualifiers and other uh, football games aplenty. Uh, he replied to that text message in a matter of seconds. I didn't have to wait for long, only for, to come here and tell me he was celebrating his birthday with his family. It's Monty's birthday. He was having a birthday party with his family. And he's chosen to come and speak, talk sport with us lot. A perfect birthday gift, Tom. Thank you so much. <laughs> Where's the party? I'll, I'll leave after this. <laughs> after the grill, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Monty. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Thank you very much. All, and I'm you. sure a number of our listeners out there will be uh, wishing to. The other thing I'd like to get off my chest as well um, is just a little bit of a question mark, if I can. A question mark about some of the, you know, I like to sort of, I'd like to see the, the, the grillers to sort of do their talking during the grill hours. But, Mark Archer, what on earth were you wearing last night? I'm delighted this has been raised. Oh my God. We'll, I was, uh, <laughs> we'll post it to the, the grills tags later. It's Peaky Blinders, mate. <laughs> Just that, to put listeners into the picture. Peaky it's Blinders, <laughs> I'm Denzel Washington. It was a Gatsby night on the QE2, fabulous evening. We all had a wonderful occasion. Um, somebody didn't quite get the memo. They thought it was cricket training. <laughs> to be fair though, I have just pulled on my cricket whites, my MCC blazer, a, 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 a one sort of jazz hat uh, tie and, and my jazz hat blazer. So it's more than, more than I would have won awards if they were giving out awards for best dress time. I was right that I was definitely top three. Why did you borrow Shaq's blazer? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I don't understand. Don't they make them in normal sizes? I'm surprised you weren't asked to walk the plank or something like that. How come they let him on the, on the boat in the first place? Look, I was surprised. I told Arch, I'm a good mate of his, known him for many years. I completely uh, back on this until we get to the boat and then he's on his own. <laughs> good night though, was it Arch? Yeah, it was good fun, yeah, lots of singing and dancing. Toby was there serving drinks and uh, food <laughs> dinner for the evening. And uh, you know, it, was, it, was, it was a wonderful night there. If you, I think you've been on the Q2 a few times, have, haven't yeah. you? But if, you, if you're looking for something to do on a Thursday or Friday night, head on down to the Q2, good fun. So good. Get the tour. If you can get the tour from the old guy that used to be the manager of it, I forget his name. Oh, it's, it's so yeah, it's Captain Pugwash. It's a, it's amazing. Do the tour, QE tour. All right, back to sport. Let's get back to the sport, and I want to talk rugby if we can, because obviously one of the big talking points of the weekend have been these cancelled games. Yep, glad that we're watching a bit of rugby at the moment. Uh, the two other games that were scheduled today uh, have been called off. Uh, the, the, the decision though was taken very, very early. Tobes, you alerted me that, to this on Thursday morning. Do you think that was considered by World Rugby that they weren't going to take any chances? They're going to make a call nice and early? Look, we all know what rugby fans are like on tour. It takes forever to get themselves together. Uh, World Rugby was stuck in a, a very, very difficult position. They've put hard and fast rules down that says, if we can't move all of the matches, should there be a need, we're not going to move any of them. So consequently, they put themselves into a box this incident came up, they looked at the weather forecast and they said, look, it's not going to happen. Therefore, the England game gets called off, the Italian game gets called off. And I bet tonight at one o'clock in the morning when there's a pitch inspection, UAE time, they're going to call off that Japan-Scotland game as well. Um, right decision, wrong decision. Mark Archie, you've had a couple of days to ruminate over this one. No, I mean, the, the decision to call off the cancel two matches today, England, France, New Zealand, Italy, is uh, it's the only decision they, they were made possible. There is a, it's a, it's a Category 5 super typhoon coming through Tokyo, t uh, uh, Tokyo as we speak, and we've seen pictures of flooding on pitches. We've seen people, um, I think there's been all sorts of issues with uh, transportation being stopped, 
it's 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 a it's a it's a mini disaster happening as we speak in Tokyo. And so you can't put not not no, let alone play the match, but you can't put you know 50, 60, 70,000 spectators at risk because public transport systems are, are down. You, security forces can't deal with those situations. So it's, it's a tragic uh, way for for the event, and, and a lot of people remember the World Cup by that. But it's a it's an unfortunate circumstance. Get back to that one in a few moments' time. But points are plenty. I was bemoaning yesterday watching the Australia Georgia game that we haven't seen many games where teams have got away to a flyer or loads of points up on the board in the first half. I've been proved wrong on this one. Mark Archer? Yes, Amara, I've just come back into the match with a try. It's Jack Lamb, the number eight. He's bustled over from a mall uh, close to the Irish line and he's been uh, surrounded and hugged by his Samoan teammates. So that brings him back. Obviously, Ireland jumped off to a quickly 21-0, but Jack Lamb's try uh, and the conversion's in a very kickable position. I expect the score to be 21 points to seven uh, very shortly after conversion. 25 minutes gone, but Ireland's well in control. I do want to just come back, though, quickly. This is this is actually the statement that uh, Alan Gilpin, the uh, uh, Rugby World Cup organiser, had to say about the cancellations only sort of a, a day or so ago. As you can imagine, the decision to cancel these matches has not been taken lightly and has been made with the best interests of team, public, tournament and volunteer safety as a priority, based on the expert advice and the detailed information we have available. We've been intensively working through a range of detailed contingency options in partnership with the host cities, the venues and the teams to try and ensure that any impacted matches had a fair chance of being played. However, the risks are just too challenging to enable us to deliver a fair and consistent contingency approach for all teams and participants, and importantly, to provide confidence in the safety of spectators. Those are the thoughts of uh, Mr Gilpin uh, on Thursday announcing those cancellations. Um, a lot of chat about it since then, about what other sports would have done. Would they have done some, uh, something similar? Um, let's get the thoughts of Ross Christ on this one. Right decision, losing two games, two crucial games as well. I just don't, I mean, we've known throughout the history of planet Earth that Japan has these come every single year at the same exact time. Why put one of the biggest tournaments in the world there during it? It just seems like a scheduling nightmare, scheduling fiasco. I have a friend right there who's rooting for Scotland. He's marching around Japan right now in his kilt. And I'm looking at his Instagram right now. He goes, Typhoon Haggis equals Scottish Summer's Day. There's a bunch, <laughs> bunch of melts out here in Japan. So. And it's another thing. It's rugby. These guys can play in a little bit of rain as well. So I just do not agree with the decision to cancel. And I also don't really agree with the decision to put it in typhoon season in the middle of Japan. It just doesn't make sense to me. There was no other time during the year that they could hold it. So they were kind of bracketed in by that. Secondly, from a venue perspective, yes, they've known for six years this is coming this way. But they've got one stadium that holds 70,000, a second that holds 50,000. After that, you're looking at 20, 30,000. They just don't have the capacity. So really, from a logistical point of view, there was no way of moving it unless you moved it and played it behind closed doors. Now, the difficulty with World Rugby is, especially with the language they're using, there's talk about the safety of spectators. Well, if you don't have any spectators, you don't need to worry about their safety. So from that point of view, they do need to be careful. But I am a, a, a cup half full type of gentleman. And so I'd like to look at it from the other perspective. And who would have thought that the, the Italians would have stopped that winning <laughs> run by the All Blacks? You know, to get a scoreless draw, absolutely fine. I think that's a winning run that goes back to 2007. The Scots are always going to complain. I'm married to a Scot. I know what it's like. They get to go home now. And, you know, their, their, their coach, Gregor Towson, can talk about what might have been. Yes, they were unduly done in the last World Cup, but that's the way it goes. And meanwhile, the host nation, you know, Japan, power through 
potentially to meet South Africa in the quarterfinals. At reliving Brighton four years ago, what a match that will be. So actually, on the flip side, it's not all bad. Uh, we'll get thoughts uh, in just a few minutes' time, but I just want to break away because we've gone to the TMO yet ago in the game. This could be a crucial decision for the referee here for the remainder of this particular game. Mark Archer. Yeah, they've stopped the match for another uh, potential dangerous play, and it's the Irish centre Bundy Aki of, of some uh, New Zealand and Samoan heritage has thundered into his opposite with a shoulder to the head. And I'll tell you what, this could be a red card. It's definitely a yellow in my book, and it could be a red card for Ireland, which may change the, the match dramatically. Samoa were down to 14 men after a yellow card to uh, Salila Lamb in, in early in the match. But I tell you what, the referee, by the letter of the law here, is going to be, have to find a reason not for this to be a red card. It might. It's definitely going to be a yellow, and if it goes to red, then Ireland, who do have a comfortable lead, 21 points to 5, it adds a really interesting element into this match. And as the Samoan as teammates are not happy, the Samoan uh, centre is down, uh, basically receiving treatment at the moment, and Bundy Aki will be a very lucky man if he stays on, on the pitch here, because it could well be a red card. The TMO is now reviewing the decision, and we'll come back with a decision very shortly. Yeah, we'll get that decision for you in a few moments' time as well. This could be a crucial one, not just for the course of this game, Mark Archer, or should I say Tobes, but also for Ireland going forward as well. If it is a red, three games out. Yeah, obviously it goes to a sighting committee next. They make the decision. Was the red sufficient uh, punishment and do they get away with nothing else? But the reality is that we're likely to see a red card here. You can see the referees now put in a position where they're having to excuse their decisions by talking about it for 15 minutes and some sort of monologue before they make the card. And so that's, that's what we're seeing at the moment. The difficulty is that this player may not play a part in the quarterfinals should Ireland progress that far. And they need him. He's a crucial part of that back line as well. Uh, Monty, uh, your thoughts on the cancellations of games? I think um, keeping in mind uh, the safety of the spectators and the players and, 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 and the tournament itself, I think it's a good call to, to have the games called off. And I think this is the first rugby games that have been called off, called off in the history of the tournament. I think uh, because never ever have we had uh, a rugby match being called off. So this is the first time. And I, I, I was also following Max Verstappen's Instagram a bit away from the rugby. He posted uh, with his friends and, and mates uh, playing PlayStation, FIFA, and saying this is the best uh, competitive Saturday ever. So uh, even the Formula One drivers are taking a break today. Yeah. So weather causing problems over in Japan and referees as well. Mark Archer. Yeah, big critical moment in this match. There had been a red, red card uh, bandished for the Irish centre. Bundy Aki has been sent off for a dangerous challenge on the Samoan fly half. And Samoa now, uh, Ireland now will have to play the remaining, well, 55, 60 minutes of this match with 14 players. Uh, Samoa lost a player to a yellow card earlier. They're back to 15 players. Ireland jumped and scored three tries very quickly in the match and jumped to a 21 points to nil lead. Samoa fought back with a try to Jack Lamb, but it's a red card to Bundy Aki after 28 minutes. Ireland need a, a win and uh, four tries to, to guarantee themselves in the quarterfinal. Otherwise, they leave themselves open to this match being played tomorrow to potentially be eliminated from the tournament. So a massive moment in this match. Red card for Bundyaki. We'll see what happens now. How will Ireland adapt under the, uh, the, the, the way to play with 14 players? So is that the last we've seen of him in this tournament? Should Ireland progress? 
I, I fear so. Look, it was a clear shot on the head. It, it wasn't intentional. It was just bad body positioning from himself. But we're gonna the, the cards now are gonna cost teams. But the cards in the quarters and the semis are gonna yeah. be even worse. You know, when you look at a second row going in on a fly half, of course they've got to get their p uh, body positioning right. And let's remember this is all done in the interest of safety. But I do think the referees need to look at this, and they, they, they've been put in a very difficult position by World Rugby. But moving forward, something needs to be done to say, look, you know, are there mitigating circumstances? Was the fly half ducking slightly? Um, in which case, you know, a yellow card, cool off in the bin. Um, the whole issue of TMO and the reviewing of these tackles. Is that taken? I know that this is something we can relate back to VAR and uh, to, to, to other technology and other sports. But Archie, is it taking something away from the game as a whole? Uh, one of the things that I'm hearing is that, you know, by the very nature of slowing down frame by frame, millisecond by millisecond, a tackle, you're going to see wrong in that as opposed to real time when you see a tackle going in, much as you would if you saw a punch being put on somebody in a boxing ring. If you slow that down, it looks a lot more vicious than it would do in real time. I agree that the tackles and, and, and all the collisions and contact look a lot worse when they are slowed down, but World Rugby is trying to make the game safer. It's, it's, uh, it's said that player, player safety is paramount. And so any, any, anywhere that if you make a, make a physical challenge or, or a contact or, or a collision, anywhere near the shoulders, neck or head, you're going to come, you're going to open yourselves up for, uh, for a card, whether it be yellow or whether it be red, depending on the circumstances of that challenge. And uh, look, the, the, it's not new, that, that, that it's been there for the tournament now and players are being asked to change the way they're tackling and is change it, the style. No, I disagree with you, to the, it is new, it's completely new because, I mean, when was the last time we saw eight red cards in a World Cup? We haven't seen it before and therefore does it, is, do we need to ask the question, is, was this the right time to introduce this further, fairly draconian technology and reading of the letter of the law in such a, 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 a sort of standout and masterpiece tournament? No. And the difficulty is, that, again, going back to World Rugby, they seem to be taking a bit of a beating at the moment, but their difficulty moves back to the whole concussion issue and long-term impacts on the brain. I've been involved with a number of projects elsewhere where actually World Rugby and other people have invested a huge amount of money to look at this and possible lawsuits heading their way. So they're, they're taking steps. For me, it, it wasn't the right time because not all the bits of the jigsaw puzzle were together. It's impacting the tournament. And actually, when you look at the particular tackles, especially the Argentinian one on, on Farrell uh, a week or so ago, you know, Farrell rolled on. He was, he was absolutely fine. I'm not excusing what took place. But for me, there was no malice involved. It was ball, um, bad body positioning. And that should be, you know, kind of 10 minutes in the bin and have a think about your actions. Interesting, when I was watching that England-Argentina game and the card came out in, what, the 18th minute or whatever, and the number of text messages I got said, red card, game over. Um, I thought it was just mates saying they'd have an argument with their wife and that he wasn't allowed out to watch the game, but it turned <laughs> out that it was actually something to do with the game itself. Uh, but it's interesting because we're seeing games being decided, the fate of teams being decided by the cards as well. However, when you read it into this situation with the lead that Ireland have got, with the quality that they've got in their team, it makes for a really fascinating game here. Well, it is going to be for the neutral. It's going to be a really fascinating game now. Ireland, again, three tries unanswered, 21-0. We knew they needed it to score four. And now this adds an extra dimension to how they do it. How do they do adapt 
uh, to the situation. It's going to be a real test of Ireland's courage and conviction. And uh, it's so hard for 14 men to beat 15 over the course of a match. There's so much time left in this match, 50 minutes. So it's going to be a monumental effort now for Ireland to be able to hang on. And you've got to think Samoans are going to play with a lot of hope and aspiration to really get back into the match. Another score now will really see an interesting uh, development for the match. Um, and just numbers are going to wear on them. And so Ireland, Joe Smith, the coach, is going to have to use the substitutions well. The players are going to have to pace themselves. Ireland will want to go to a slow the game down, go to a set-piece game, get their driving ball going. They'll be happy to have lots of scrums because they know they've got dominance there and just try and wear the Samoans down and get, get the scoreboard. What they want to do is score the fourth try as well, which gives them that bonus point and a bit of comfort if they do win the match. So plenty of factors now. From being 21-0 up, the game was pretty much over as a contest. Now we're going to see a really interesting event for the final 50 minutes. I think the fact they need to score a try is really going to keep this active. If they didn't, they'd slow it down, they'd play for territory. You know, the Irish are the masters at this, going back to the days of O'Gara and, and before that. You know, kicking for the corners, making the people turn around and playing that territorial game. The Irish just need to slow it down, control the ball, and then hopefully suck in enough Samoan defenders so they can peek round and get that extra try. But this really does equal things out. If there was something that separated the two teams beforehand, one of the major factors would have been gas in the tank. You've got professional teams playing, you know, people with proper jobs, and now the Samoans have got a real chance at this. We will talk more rugby in a few moments' time. My attention's been taken away elsewhere by uh, my dear colleague, Mr. Ross Christ, uh, over there. I was just commenting on his, on his necklace, Arch. He looks very nice, doesn't he? He's gone, he's gone all Ibiza on us. It's old... Uh, I bought it for Ibiza. Did you? <laughs> Did exactly. it go down well over there? Yeah, it went on like a hit. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you didn't pay much for it. It's looking very good. He's looking the part, that's for sure. Um, Quick, uh, one more on this one, and I know uh, that we're going to move on and take a short break in a few moments' time. Uh, just on the issue of cancellations, other criticism I'm hearing, and feel free to jump in any of the team. Uh, okay, cool. Take the point about 80,000 fans and their safety and, 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 our, and, and typhoons doing the rounds. But you've got two teams uh, who need to play the game. I think rugby fans around the world would like to see the game. 80,000 fans in the stadium get it. What about the millions of fans around the world? Uh, just move them. I mean, they're playing this, what, 700 kilometres away, but move the game there. Look, per personally, I think they, they should have done that. They shouldn't have put themselves into the box with their wording, and they should just move the game somewhere else. You know, Japan, and I've got a lot of time for them, deliberately had TV crews at their captain's run this morning. It was hilarious. It was comical. They, you know, they had their kit on. Then to get to the pitch, they had to wade through four foot of water. Never mind the electrical box just behind them. There they are piggybacking each other. The poor props disappearing, needing snorkels to keep their heads up. You know, and so obviously that just that, that adds to the, the argument to say it's going to be cancelled. Speaking to journalists on the ground, I spoke to somebody from Sky this morning, Gail Davis, and she was saying the conditions are atrocious. You know, fair play to your friends sending these things about a Scottish summer day, but the reality is there are bits and pieces flying around. They've got earthquakes at the same time, and even even in a different part of Japan, there's a smoking mountain at the moment, so it's all going off. <laughs> Pay the fans, refund the tickets for the 80,000 in the stadium, move the game somewhere else. Uh, people can find uh, some of the hostelry to watch the game. Everyone's happy. It's a simple insurance job. 4001, if you want to have your say, get involved in the conversation. Uh, we are going to move the conversation forward in a few moments' time. I want to bring the sport way back here to the UAE. Special guest coming our way in a few moments' time with Roscoe. Roscoe, who you got in the house for us? Emirates Softball League is going to come in and tell us a little bit about the league and everything that they're doing out there at the Dubai Little League uh, field. So looking forward to this one. That is next. Stay tuned. 
This is The Grill, live from Barasti, where the game is always on. Yeah, game on indeed. Let's talk uh, about the rugby. 37 minutes in, what, three minutes, two minutes remaining of the first half, a first half full of talking points. Mark Archer. Yeah, Ireland need a bonus point victory to guarantee a quarter-final spot. They burst into a 21 points to nil lead. They scored three tries of the four they required, but then all the drama happened. Uh, yellow card for Samoa. Uh, to Cecilia Lamb after a high tackle. Jack Lamb scored a, a, a try for Samoa, got them, got them on the scoreboard. But a red card to the Irish centre, Bundy Aki, after 29 minutes. It mean, means that Ireland will play the remaining part of this match with only 14 players. They lead uh, two minutes to go to half-time, 21 points to five, but they have a very uh, positive uh, position on the field. Attacking scrum, only five metres away from the Samoan line. They'll definitely go for a pushover try here, and that will be the four tries they need for the bonus point. But then can they hang on to win with 14 players? So as the ball goes into the scrum, 21 points to five, a minute and a half remaining in the first half. Cracking game, looking forward to that. Tokyo cracking games. Uh, what about this run fest over in India at the moment? India against South Africa, second test, Monty. Yes, uh, yes, Tom. Uh, a day of records uh, in terms of Virat Kohli because his 254 not out happens to be his highest individual score in test and first class cricket. Uh, 601 against South African team, uh, we would have never imagined that five years ago, but I think South African team needs to show a bit of spark and light in terms of bowling attack and, and also their fielding positions were a bit uh, uh, susceptible yesterday. However, the Indians, uh, they looked really good. The, the batting, fantastic. Mayank Agarwal, another 100, a very good young prospect for India when it comes to an opening batsman. Uh, Virat Kohli, obviously, 254 not out. He had 214 runs in seven test matches prior to 254 yesterday. So he's doubled that in one innings, Virat Kohli. And uh, what can I say? He's now, he's got seven double hundreds to his name. And he, he has overtaken Viranda Sehwag and Sachin Tendulkar as the as an Indian batsman to have the most number of double hundreds. And he's only 28 years old, so we got 10 years of Virat Kohli. I think he would cross Don Bradman's 12 numbers. Uh, Don Bradman has 12 double hundreds, Virat Kohli has seven so early. I think we will see uh, records being broken uh, in the next five or six years for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. it's safe to say he is he is pretty good, is that Virat. Uh, let's go over to Japan, not for the rugby, but for the uh, Grand Prix qualifying or not, as the case may be. Yeah, they're getting to... Uh host everything these days, aren't they? So the <laughs> Japanese are getting a, their fair share of sport this weekend because it's the free practice of the Japanese Grand Prix. If you're, a team, if you're a fan of Team Mercedes, you will be happy because they went one and two. Hamilton coming in second with a, uh, with a time of 127.85, being beat out by Bottas with a time of 127.78. So if you're a team, fan of Team Mercedes, you're going one, two. Max Verstappen with that Red Bull car coming in third, and Leclerc with the Ferrari car coming in fourth. So head on down to Japan if you want to see some of the F1 and the rugby. Uh, no good, uh, qualification uh, for the uh, Grand Prix poll this afternoon. They've cancelled all activities uh, at Suzuka because of Typhoon. Hajibis. I know you're going with Hagibis. I think I'm going with Hajibis, if that's all right with you. Haggis. I'm going to go with Hajibis, all right? Hajibis. Is that okay with you? Potato. I know you went with Hagibis a little early on. But potato, potato, Tom, okay, whatever mate. you want to say. Anyway, mate. talking of scores, what's happening in the rugby now? Yeah, big big moment for Ireland just before half-time. It was attacking five-metre scrum. They went for the blindside move. Johnny Sexton went over in the tackle of the Samoan uh, loose forward, which means that they now have scored the four tries they required for a bonus point. They need, now need to hang on and win. So at half-time, it's 26 points to five for Ireland over Samoa. They are down to 14, man, 14 men. They will play the second half 
with only 14 players after Bundy Aki was sent off for a dangerous challenge after 29 minutes. So it's half time in this Pool A match. Ireland 26, Samoa 5. Ross Chris talks softball. Yeah, that's right, Tommy. About this time, a couple years back, you're gonna ha you're gonna remember when I said that the Los Angeles Dodgers and yep. Emirates were teaming up and they were doing their first baseball sponsorship, and kind of piggyback offing that, we started to see the development of softball out here in the Middle East thanks to these two brothers coming up with the idea of the Emirates Softball League. So, our next guests on the show, Tommy and Bobby Fiala, guys. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. Man. So when I heard about this, Tom, you know, I had to dust off the old, old glove. I had to put on the eye black, and I started racing out there on Thursday nights. I pulled my hamstring on my very first game of the season <laughs> for all of you guys watching at home. That's but, a blessing, boys. Yeah. I'll tell you that. It's a blessing. Yeah. You do not want me on that field. But I, it, it, it's, it brings joy to my heart that we have softball out here in the Middle East. So, guys, how did you come up with the idea, and how's the league standings coming right now? Yeah, so... Um, Basically, it was uh, a concept that started uh, two years ago, um, and it, it kind of happened accidentally. Um, a bunch of us were just having catch uh, in one of the local parks by our friend's place, and we post the picture on our uh, Facebook, uh, our personal Facebook, and then um, every weekend, everybody was like, oh, can we come out and play catch? Can we come out and play catch? And then we did this for probably about uh, five weeks, and then on the fifth week, we get out there, and there's 30 cars out there. So all of a sudden we had uh, an, an issue where we had too many players. We had you know a proper game that day, and then um, yeah, then all of a sudden it just started uh, getting more traction. More people started to, to get involved, and then we started to rent pitches out um, at the uh, at the local schools, and we you know put together you know um, one league that had uh, four teams uh, that eventually made it to eight teams, um, and now we're partnering up with uh, Dubai Little League. Um, where they're allowing us to use the fields. Um, and then, um, yeah, we got three leagues. We're on two nights, um, uh, 16 teams, um, over over 150 players um, in, in the league total. Um, and it's just grown, it's great. Uh, th Thursday night specifically is a lot of fun. Um, there's 150 people out there. Um, we're, we're being active, we're sweating, you know, we're, we're, we're making it, you know, somewhat competitive, but it's just a good time to bring the community together and be active. And Tommy, I can attest, this league is growing and it's it's a healthy league. You see, it's not just North Americans in this. I mean, we, we have a ton of different nationalities. We have a co-ed league. We have a beginner's league. We have a top tier league, which I pretend to play in every now and then. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it seems like it's alive and well out here, softball. There's, there's a big demand for it, if you will. Oh, I mean, it's growing. I mean, every every day someone is, you know, hitting us up on our social media accounts to be, can I join? How do I join? Is there still room? You know, I mean, we're having teams in the GCC in Europe trying to see when are we going to hold the Middle East Championship softball tournament again. You know, because this softball was here with the Dubai Softball League 20 years ago. And it was off of Sheikh Zayed Road, you know, and they were hosting huge tournaments of 20 plus teams coming worldwide. And, you know, the Creek Project came in, like everything else in Dubai, you know, it's always evolving. We lost our fields over a new hotel popping up. And so, like Bobby was saying, we one day were just like, let's go play ball. And next thing you know, it was just. You know, just more and more people show up. I'm very grateful for that because I love playing ball with you guys. Um, and 
you know, this league, we mentioned there's a beginner's league and there's a competitive league. So maybe if you're listening at home and you're thinking, all right, well, I don't know much about softball, but maybe I want to get my hands dirty and try it out. They can come out and try out the beginner side of it. Yeah, definitely. So what happened was is we created the, uh, the, the B League where uh, free agents is what we call them. So individuals that just want to come out and play don't really know. We put them in that B League, and um, I, I have a baseball background. I played baseball for 23 years. So what I do is I go out there and I take those players and those teams underneath my wing, and I coach them. Um, you know, sometimes we go out a little early and get some practice, some batting practice, and some fielding. But then I just teach them the game week by week. Um, and yeah, we got you know we got we got a full team, seven players almost, a full team coming from Russell Kama that are you know uh, PE teachers but they don't, they've never played softball or baseball before and now here we are in you know week five and they already won a game so it's, it's just it's fantastic to see I mean we got players from Russell Kama, Abu Dhabi um, all over the entire uh, UAEs all, they're all coming down uh, to the fields and playing. Yeah. Tommy a couple of my friends rag on me in my group text I, I get a couple of group press they roll their eyes and they say oh you're playing softball like what, what, what kind of workout is that and I'm telling you when I get home on a Thursday night, I got the ice bath ready, the icy hot, right? You know, I'm, I'm all, all types of banged up, but it is a bit of a workout for an hour. It's a good sweat as well. Oh, it definitely is. You know, I'm mean, especially being, you know, in here in Dubai with the heat. You know, it's coming down on you, and you're, you're fully active for an hour. You know, you're running around, you're hitting, you're diving, you're sliding. You know, you're very active out there. You know, so it definitely, yeah, it's good. Let's bring our attention to stuff happening back home because last night we saw the Washington Nationals defeat the St. Louis Cardinals two to two to nothing. They blanked them in the NLCS opener, and then tomorrow we're going to see those New York Yankees go against the Houston Astros in the AL side of things. Either of these te either of these four teams you're tipping your hat to to win the World Series, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Astros. You're gonna that, go with the that, Astros. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Astros. The Garrett Cole and company—they have a quite, quite, uh, quite a good, strong pitching staff all around. Altuve as well. Uh, Bobby, which way, which way is you saying? Yeah, I, I think I think I got a back Tommy here. Our shortstop is a really, really strong Astros fan. So our shortstop that plays with us uh, in softball, he loves the Astros. The, actually, the other night um, on our Monday night uh, league, uh, we actually had the game on in the radio. Um, in the dugout as we were playing so yeah he takes it seriously so yeah i gotta jump on his bandwagon um unfortunately i'm marlins fan so yeah i don't i don't talk a lot about soft, uh, baseball so you're a, you're a marlins fan and i believe you, you're a chicago cubs fan as yeah, well that's so correct. this year you you see joe madden leave after five years wins you a world title and then they say goodbye to him does it, do you agree with the decision to let him walk after 108 years of not winning he brings you the title and they show him the door well, they're hungry, you yeah. know. They want someone new now. You know, he's he did his job, and and now he, they're gonna find someone else to bring him back to the you know the ship. Theo Epstein certainly a proven winner and constructing rosters. He did it out there with the Boston Red Sox. Now he does it out there in Chicago. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens out there in the Windy City. I want to come back to you, Bobby, really quickly, because you're like one of these guys that wears so many hats around this town. You know, when you're off the softball field and you and you take off the eye black and put the mitt away, you head to the golf course and you work with the Emirates Golf Federation. You were out there last week in China with the Emirates Golf Federation. Tell me how that go and what's the whole mission behind that trip? Yeah, so um, that trip to China, it was the uh, Asian Pacific Amateur Championship. Um, it was uh, held at Shinshin Golf Club. Uh, amazing facility. Um, the, the trip was 
was really um, uh, based around that event, but also at that event is the yearly uh, general meeting for the Asian Pacific Golf Confederation, which the Emirates Golf Federation is a part of. Um, and so, yeah, we just, uh, all, all, the, all of the federations underneath uh, the APGC just, just meet and gather and discuss ideas. Um, lots of talk about development um, across uh, the, the Asian part of golf, um, more specifically with, with, the, with the youths and the juniors and the ladies. So yeah, it, um, it, it was a great event. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I do I do wear a lot of different hats. I don't I don't consider what I do work. I love what I do, both you know, you know, softball and golf. Um, but you know, it, it's a passion of mine. Uh, youth development, sport development, being active. Um, it's just it's just part of my life, and 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 I just take that with everything that I do. I see that all, all over your Instagram, and we're going to get your guys' Instagrams up on our social media channels. But maybe if you're listening at home right now and you want to get involved with the softball league, we do have a co-ed league, we have a, a men's league. What what can they do? What's the best way to get in contact with you guys? Well, we have uh, Facebook. We're very active on Facebook. So, I mean, you can just drop us a message on Facebook. Uh, our emails are there. Our phone numbers are there. So Instagram, Facebook, just follow us. You come at us on there. We have an app. You can download our app that you keeps up to date. There's going to be a store added on there soon. You can follow the rules, the schedules, the standings are posted on it. So and there's many ways. Just get us on social media. You know, look us up on Emirates Softball League, and we'll come back to you. Well, one other real quick thing: we're, we're celebrating a birthday right here. Yeah. We're celebrating an engagement. As as of, I see an Instagram post yesterday, you popped down on a knee on a golf course, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep, it was a. Uh, quite nerve-wracking and still still <laughs> still riding a high uh you know it's been about 24 hours and yeah big smiles um yeah i'm uh, i'm getting married so good on you congratulations thank you, thank you yes did you do it on, on on the fairway or on the green so i actually um i had i played in the morning at emirates golf club and i had her meet me for lunch um and then i was on the putting green and I wrote on a ball, um, "Will you marry me?" And I putted a ball Get over to her. Get out of here! Yeah, so Romance I, isn't dead in this town. <laughs> I, I got down on one knee. We had the skyline in the background. Obviously, Emirates Golf Club, you know, one of the best views um, in Dubai. So yeah, it, it worked out well. Yeah. And it was an affirmative, yeah? Yes, yes, she confirmed it. Yes, it was all good. It's a birdie. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a birdie. There we go, yeah. Good on you. Listen, we've got loads of questions coming through for the brothers with regards to uh, Emirates Softball League here. Uh, somebody texted Ian Rupther asking about age limits. Is there a sort of age limit in terms of how young you can be? And I assume you can play to whatever age you are. So we do like to keep it as an adult league. We do have specific cases where individuals have come to us and asked if their uh, 16 or 17 year old son can play you know with you know dad um, and we we sit down and have those conversations uh, individually and then we do um, have a waiver where, where they do have to sign obviously um, protection and, and safety and things like that so uh, we, we like to say it's an adult but we do take case-to-case uh, -case basis no but it if, if you have a child that is interested in baseball or softball I mean Dubai Little League yeah. They have softball. They have baseball. You know, from T-ball all the way to high school. You know, and these are the same people. I mean, we, we, we rent the fields from them, the complex from them. So, and the great people. And I mean, there's the season's about to start now. You know, next couple of weeks, the registrations are now. I mean, this is the time to get on it. Yeah. Another one that's just come through as well from somebody out there, Tony, saying, never played the game before in my life, fascinated about it, would like to uh, give it a go as well. Uh, do I need to get in the gym? I mean, is it, is it fitness levels? <laughs> no, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's radio boys. It's radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, listen, you know, we like to keep it active and we like to have, you know, an, a healthy side of um, Monday nights and, and, and Thursday nights. But no, not necessarily. You don't need to be, you know, a, a fitness instructor in, in order to play. Um, it, it's more of just having fun, bringing the community together, um, you know, meetings, meeting new people. Um, and then, you know, what, what I enjoy is it's, it's Thursday night. Good so, social as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So instead of going out and, you know, spending some money, you know, you, you're out, you're being active on a, on a Thursday night and then, you know, you're saving some money and, and, and you know, you're, you're living life with the community. So I mean, All skill levels are welcome. Yeah. I mean, you just, in the social B-League, I mean, we had players not knowing which hand to put the glove on. Yeah. You know, like, it, and of course, like, we played rounders before, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you definitely, you know, and this is what Bobby works with them, you know, all right, put the glove on this hand, this is how you hold it, step here, this, you know, and we coach, we go through it all. Yeah, the best thing to do would just to be to come down um, more specifically on a Thursday night if you're interested into, you know, the social aspect of it. Just come down to the Dubai Little League uh, uh, baseball fields and softball fields. Um, we start we start at nine o'clock um, or eight o'clock every Thursday night, and just just check it out, you know, and, and come come ask for us. We're always there, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll introduce you to the to the teams. One thing I've noticed as well, I take my son up to the sevens grounds every every Friday morning. Mm. I think it's Friday morning. It is Friday mornings. Um, uh, usually have to check in advance, but we go up there, and quite often you see quite a large contingent of softball players up there. Japanese teams, yes, uh, hitting balls up there and things yep. like that. So, question to you as well, in terms of the sort of, and I know you touched on that earlier on, the different nationalities mm. around here. Mm. Uh, you know, is that is it big in different nations? Where is the sort of growth area for softball worldwide at the moment? So it's it's interesting. I mean, softball in the UK and in the states, um, especially during the summer, is really really huge and very very competitive. There there are you know professional adult softball teams that fly. I mean, Tommy and I we went to uh, Amsterdam. Uh, this summer we also went to Milan this summer to play and then kind of just represent the Emirates Softball League in the other countries I mean, we were wearing our shirts giving you know the shirts to the other captains and things like that just so that we're creating awareness that you know softball is back in Dubai and and, and doing well but it's um, it's growing it, it's it's actually really big um, in, in other parts of the world and and super super competitive the one the one tournament we played in in amsterdam had uh 36 teams uh, five different divisions and teams from all over the world so it was you know super super competitive um we, we placed fourth in that one and then we we won the one in milan but um yeah it, it's it, it's fun it's good fun too it's just everybody's out yeah there they have the super time. cup this week in germany yeah you know and there's again 18 teams there powerhouses that all qualified for these teams you know, so this is what it's invitational, and next year we've already been said that the UAE is going to be able to go and represent them in the tournament next year in Germany. So Canada was their invitational team this year, and then UAE will be next year for the Germany Super Cup. I was just texted as well asking, do I need to bring my own kit or can you guys supply? So no, yeah, we got we get we got gloves out there. We got gloves, balls, bats. Um, yeah, we, we, we supply it if you, if you, you know, if you need to, to borrow it, you know, it's a community. So, you know, we, yeah, we have everything that you need. Once you get into the sport a little bit more, then all of a sudden you start getting a niche for it and you might want your own glove, you might want your own bat, you know, things like that. But yeah, no, yeah, we, we, have, we have a community chest out there and everybody, you know, chips in and borrows and, and gives it back and things. Archie, you often see cricketers at 
reverting to softball mitts these days during a little bit of warm-up. Did you have that in your day or not? Uh, on the Nafuron, yeah, lots of lots of training uh, used to use the softball mitts, particularly with uh, catching and throwing and stuff. So, and and a lot of the cricket technique, on, particularly on throwing, whether it be baseball or softball from the outfield in, have taken uh, example of the, of the of the various codes to, to really hone the schools and cross fertilize. So we've seen a lot of softball coaches and baseball coaches come into sports like cricket to teach different skills, particularly the relay throw and just particularly power in the throw. And the hitting, I mean, we have a, we have a bunch of cricket that play in the league as well, and you can tell that they're, they're a cricketer. And they come up like, holding the bat funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, they can they can they place the ball anywhere they want. You know. Yeah, they're good. They, they can they they move the ball around because they, they're used to uh, that's how their swing is. You know, it's very interesting. Boys, stay with us. We're going to go a short break. When we come back, we'll get the details of how people can get in touch. So make sure you stay tuned for that. You're listening to Grill. We're live from Brasti. You're listening to The Grill. On Dubai I 103.8. Been talking softball, we'll continue talking softball in a few moments' time, but there is live sport down here at Barasti Rugby World Cup, Mark Archer. Yeah, second half of the Pool A match between Ireland and Samoa. Must-win match for Ireland, and they are doing their best to win the match. They're down to 14 men after Bundiaki was sent off in the first half for a dangerous challenge. They led at half-time 26 points to 5, but they are hot on attack at the moment. They're putting all sorts of pressure on the Samoan line, and we've gone to the TMO to see whether they have bundled over for a try. So uh, Ireland seem in control, but they are down to 14 players. It'll be interesting to see what Joe Smith does with his key men here, Connor Murray, uh, Johnny Sexton. Will he, will he, does he think he's done enough, and will he bring them off and rest them for a quarterfinal, which could be against the All Blacks next weekend? So let's wait and see. But uh, TMO decision uh, up hand. Has Ireland scored a try? I'll let you know shortly, Tom, but they lead 26 points to five. Uh, Davies just texted, driving back down to Abu Dhabi. I'm based in Abu Dhabi. Do they play softball down in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, so, so they have a league there in Abu Dhabi as well. Um, they, they play out of uh, Zayed Sports City. Um, but yeah, yeah, they, they, they have a league. It's, 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 been, it's been up for, uh, I would say, like four or five years now. But um, yeah. Good competition? No, we're not. No, we, we like to keep it friendly uh, between the two of us. Um, I mean, the, the way that we look at it and the way that we have it. I feel it, like there's some, there's some, <laughs> there's, some there's something under here that we're not getting the full story yeah. here. Because for brother. those of you listening at home, there's a lot of there's a lot of strange looks coming out of each other here. So there's got, there's got to be some bad blood between the Emirates. Well, here. listen, we're, we're we're just a nonprofit organization, so everything that we make. We give back to either the Little League or to the league itself, and we're we're super cheap. 400 dirhams come out 13 weeks, um, you know, sweat, play play ball, and then have a good time as a community. So the, there's there's no profit into it for us. It's just it's just having fun. And the teams are their their teams are coming to Dubai to play. Okay, well that must say something about your league, the Emirates Softball League. As far as I'm concerned, it's the only league, Thomas. So gentlemen, one more time. Someone's listening at home. They want to get involved with the Emirates Softball League. You don't have to have experience. Even if you have experience, come on out. We'd love to see you. If they want to get involved, in touch with the league, what's the websites? What's the social medias? So, yeah, the best place to get us uh, is on Facebook. So just Emirates Softball League on our Facebook page. Uh, we get daily messages um, about inquiries on how to play, where to play, when to play, um, and if they can play. So, yep, Emirates Softball League on Facebook is the best way. We're also on Instagram. Uh, we have the app. Um, but, yeah, just uh, just get in touch with us, and, you know, we'll, 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 be love, we'll love to have everybody out there. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much coming out here. I'm sure this is the last thing you want to do the day after you get engaged. Haul your butt down to Barasti and talk with us. But we really, really appreciate it. It's Tommy and Bobby Fiala from the Emirates Softball League. Thank you very much, gentlemen. No, thank you, guys. 
guys for having us. Yeah, Fellas, it's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers for that. Thank you yeah. very much indeed. So we've got one engagement party going on. We've got a birthday party. You're not going to you're not gonna throw any surprises our way, are you today, Arch? No, I'm good, mate. You okay? I'm going to go on a fine. date this week. Yeah, <laughs> you're going on a date this week. Okay, we could put that one into the, into the mix as well. Archie's got to get a plane a little later on, so we can try and prevent him getting on for that. It's all happening. No chance. <laughs> There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.